So welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Altag. Thanks to our supporting partners, 3X Logic, Aura, Lodge and Intrepid. Now my guest this week is Darren Conway, Darren's Group Strategy Director at Lodge Service. Now Lodge operates internationally, as we'll hear more on, and is a third generation family owned business. A hundred years continuous experience offering everything from profit protection, integrated technology, fire, physical security, guarding canine vehicle solutions, and as I learned recently, uh, a big footprint in the charity retail sector as well. Now Darren himself is vastly experienced, huge number of senior positions in loss prevention, health, safety, training standards, operations, Fraser's Group, Supergenerate, TJX, Debenhams, and some others, which we will learn about. It goes on and on, doesn't it, Darren? Welcome. Thank you, Paul. Always good to see you. Yeah, likewise. Um, so, look, um, there will, we assume, be one or two people around that don't know you. Um, so before we get going, give me a run through your background, because you've been at some great places, done a raft of things. So before you start, I want you to... Remind me, I'm not sure I ever know this about you, but way back when young Conway was sat at school, what did you actually want to do growing up? What was the uh, what was the dream? I was gonna, always going to be a police officer. Most of my family are in the police. Really? Yeah, OK. So as expected. But uh, yeah, I had a, it, funny enough, it was when um, I was at Debenhams. I was talked out of it by a very good finance director there at the time, a guy called Brody Gordon. He said, why do you want to do that? Because I said I was leaving to join the police at the same time my brother was. And uh, yeah, when he went through being a finance director, he talked to the numbers and he said, if you stay with us, and this was like I say at Debenhams, he goes, you can earn twice as much or the same as a chief um, inspector, uh, just being a loss prevention manager. And then no disrespect to the policing. If Patrick Holloway's listening, please yeah. take that with a pinch of salt. Uh, so yeah, it was literally down to uh, how much people get paid is what swung me into that into the security world. And and so um, where was the first retailer that you, was it Debenhams where you first landed no. there? No, where, where no. was first? Well, there was a, a very good brand that uh, sold sweets that needed protecting. So uh, it was a Woolworths pick and mix. That oh. was my first static stand. So uh, yeah, protecting those uh, sweets was uh, my first job. And the guys are still running. So yeah, the uh, company that I started working from uh, was Oldtech and Oliver is still around. He still runs a, a very good security company across the UK. But Fantastic. Yeah, and obviously, sadly, good. Woolworths in the UK is no longer with us, although though the Woolworth brand elsewhere in the world trades from strength to strength. So was it? Well, I don't know. So pick and mix and Woolworths doesn't exist in the UK anymore. But you were challenged with with guarding it, Darren. What went wrong? The worrying bit I have is if you look at the brands I've worked for, most of them aren't about. <laughs> so... All I'd say on that, it's not my fault they closed. It was all right when I worked there. Yeah. So uh, you can t- you can mix it up both ways. Uh, so, yeah, so the Woolworths um, obviously disappeared, but uh, I started working for Debenhams uh, in the loss prevention team. And, it, yeah, progressed from there. So I know you've mentioned a few of them that I've worked for, but it's always been the high street retail that I've been in. And I think That's I it. first uh, came to the biggest prominence, I guess, uh, for me is uh, your time at super dry when uh mm. you were sort of uh uh elevated within the industry if that's the that's the right word you were there and sharing and talking and doing bits and pieces but as you look back in all of these retailers which one do you remember with the fondest memories i think if you look at the most prof- this is hard because it, it sounds bad against the the companies but um i had the most opportunities with debenhams they were fantastic and um, you can have it was a great growth company personally 
So that was brilliant. I think um, from a loss prevention and security aspect, TK Maxx is second to none. I don't think there's anybody out on the high street even now that can't offer the services in both internally and as a department for the loss prevention team. It's absolutely fantastic. So um, yeah, from that side, definitely TK Maxx. Uh, you know, I work there and we've done trading standards and we done risk. So it wasn't just about loss prevention, looked after health and safety. So it was quite a, in its early days. So yeah, it learned a lot and it was fantastic. And I think if you look at a lot of the LP professionals that don't necessarily just work for TKs, they've all been through that structure um, through TK Maxx. Um, but yeah, Superdrive yeah, did elevate massively and that's because it was a brand at the top of its game. Um, and subsequently we had a lot of free reign and uh, a fantastic owner who let us just get on with it as, as we saw fit. So yeah, brilliant times at Superdrive, most definitely. And, and am I right in thinking, and it offers a sideline, but is that original owner that wrestling to try and get control back? And the, there was various... Um, yeah, uh, um... <laughs> should never have sold it. Yeah, it was sad. They should never have floated and they should have kept it. But um, it is what it is. And uh, yeah, luckily he's back now and uh, hopefully stealing the ship back round. The nice part is we look after their tech. So uh, it makes it very easy for us because uh, we fitted most of it when I was there. So when there's problems... <laughs> We go, oh, yeah, I remember what that store was. So, uh, yeah, it's great to be looking after someone that you used to work for. It has its challenges because you have to you have to remember you're the service provider, not the customer. Um, and that sort of sometimes rubs them up the wrong way. So if any of the Superdrive team are listening, I apologise profusely. I appreciate I don't work there anymore. Yeah, but but I guess uh, in the nicest sense, you probably know where some of the skeletons are as well, not to mention the uh, master yeah, codes for a few of the systems as well, which is always useful. They hadn't changed. <laughs> do you know what paul this was hilarious um, apologies if i go off on a little tangent but yes when we went into their head office and i'm sure the guys won't mind me saying but behind my desk and bearing in mind i left there probably five or six years ago if not longer um behind my desk was a key safe and um it was a digital key safe and we were walking around their head office and i went up and i spoke to one of the guys that was taking us some tour i was like do you know what's in those have you been in them and no, no one's got the code. So I put my code in and it opened and all the keys for the head office were there. But since I'd left, no one knew the code. So they changed all the locks. And there's, oh, no. they were like, I can't believe they're all in this. <laughs> Nothing had changed. Even to the point my desk still had a dead plant on it that was there and bought for me when I was there. So, uh, yeah, some interesting tales. There you go. Yeah, it's... um. Uh, yeah, you, you do have to wonder. That might have been a phone call uh, to you just to say, do you know the code before you left? Um, I, I won't name the retailer, but the, my house that I, uh, uh, I'm i in now, I bought from a board member of a well-known UK retailer. And um, uh, the internet here, uh, because it had been fitted by their IT department, went to their head office and then out into the world. So when I arrived... Um, it was unprotected. I connected here uh, and went straight to said retailer systems and could Impressive. access it. That's cyber security at its best. Yep, there you go. So uh, that in itself is a chapter in the book as well. Uh, I'll let you into a secret. It took BT about six weeks to install fiber in my house. And I actually used this retailer systems uh, for about six weeks to uh, to send stuff from home and access the web. But anyway, anybody listening, check your access codes and make sure everything's locked down. There are naughty people out there that would do more than just uh, piggyback on a system. So, look, you're at Lodge Service now. Uh, always a big smile on your face. So something uh, must be suiting you there. Tell me a little bit about the business, what it does. Uh, I know it's family owned for 100 plus years. Where in the world does it operate? Come on, give me the give me the tour of Lodge. 
yeah yeah most people know what we do and who we are and I think well I say that loosely most people think we are a retail security officer provider which is very very frustrating because we do so much more than that don't get me wrong it's a big part of our business and we do look after some fantastic brands um in the UK and uh, across Europe but uh and, and as you know <clears throat> excuse me south africa so yeah we got a fantastic um security officer base that, you know that's our bread and butter where we come from but uh you know the biggest part we're seeing at the moment is tech is growing from strength to strength as i just mentioned you know some um, great retail brands of our books and it's fantastic to be a part of that and uh, we've had that for probably over 20 years a technical division but no one knows and it's so so frustrating um and the, so yeah the tech side of it is growing from strength to strength and uh, the other areas that we predominantly and i know you reeled a few off but ultimately the key on control and response division is still operating nationally um supported by our newly opened SOC in leeds and um yeah and the consultancy service so again bread and butter wise that's where we originated from um as well as the gardening side but yeah so we still operate the uh audits interviews stock taking test purchasing it's a bit of a, a one-stop shop really for retail loss prevention it was funny when I first sort of appeared at the business, I must admit, a few years ago, when I got more and more aware of what was going on at Lodge. And I have to admit, um, I thought you were primarily in the guarding space. And then you sort of peek mm. under the bonnet. And, and and there is, there's so much more. And I mentioned the charity retail because I've recently been exposed to And I have to say, I'm so impressed with what goes on there. And you've yeah. got these massive charity retailers, you know, big store footprint. And Lodge are the only people that they go to. You've really carved out a niche there maybe because your family only you don't have any shareholders to answer to uh I'm not but, sure else might, might go <laughs> please to that don't sector, yeah. I, I don't want other companies thinking this is a fantastic commercial uh game going into the charity sector because it's generally not <laughs> this, is, this is a nice to do i can assure you it's uh it's a challenge the challenge charity sector because it's such a niche market yeah and, and i think it's probably more of your corporate social responsibility than uh than, than anything else so look, I want to chat to you about South Africa particularly, uh, and um, and what does that look like, you know, as part of your business? What does the, uh, the South African market look like? What challenges are going on there? Yeah, sure. Look, South Africa is a huge part of our business, and most people will know us for that as well. So uh, it's always it's it's a challenging market, and without I'm not into politics at all. But you would have seen on the news recently. You know, there's a, there is a lot of protests going. And there's a lot of violence in some of the areas and that's always a challenge at the best of times and it and it scares european retailers that operate there i think um you know if you look at some of the big brands that are either uk based or american based they have they have they have um, stores based out of cape joburg uh, durban etc and when you see the news you always assume the worst and i suppose it's a bit like crime the the threat and fear of crime uh, that we see in the uk is actually nowhere near to what we assume it's like in our head, if that makes sense. You know, the, the fear of crime is so much more worse. And so for us out in um, for the South African business, it's exactly the same. We're responding to issues that are raised from the UK, Europe, um, America, and they say, oh, it's, you know, you're going to get shot if you go out there. And it's not strictly true, but um, it, it is tough. Don't get me wrong. You know, the protests are tough uh, to the point where, you know, a lot of our officers, if you took our officers, engineers, they can't get about freely because they don't have their own roads of transport so a lot of the time you're having to send people into the suburbs to pick them up so we have specific vehicles that go in um, some of them under armed protection because they can be challenging areas just to pick up your staff to take them to work and that applies to the retailers we work for as well so it's a very different model out there 
Um, you know, and then I suppose not just that, you, the infrastructure, we all know what the infrastructure is like. The uh, rounds having a challenge at the moment, um, huge challenge. And then we have not only electric being switched off for a lot of the time of the day, recently we've had water switched off. So again, makes it a huge issue when you're trying to operate a retail site or a security site. So um, yeah, it's a very different model to what we, we, we see in the West. There's some really uh, robust and innovative retailers there. I mean, to operate uh, with those things as part of your mix as well. I mean, you've got to know your stuff, deploy the right technology, work with the right security partners, get the right staff through the door. But they do all of those things and they turn a profit and they've been there successfully for many, many years. I mean, it, I find it such an impressive retail landscape to look at when you talk to people there. And they just take it in their stride. I think, yeah, that it's normal. You know, it's like normalization for them. So if they were to come here, they think we're quite weak in the way we operate. You know, it's a bit like watching the men play football against the women. The women don't go rolling around, do they? And it's the sort of same sort of thing here. The slightest thing we shout about it and scream and blame everyone over there, they crack on with it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's quite a nice way to work. So I think to summarise, you know, a lot of our UK operations are based out of South Africa, you know, completely compliantly. And when you think of, um, you know, remote monitoring and remote intervention, which is probably the biggest thing that we're asked for currently from retailers, it's uh, it's like it's the, the in thing at the moment. You know, we, we operate that for a number of UK and European businesses from South Africa. So when you exactly what you said, Paul, you know, you think they don't have power all day. They don't have water. Um, they struggle to get staff in. And yet we can operate and look after the UK from out there based on um, solars, generators, backup water pumps. And just just as a sort of a sideline, we have a swimming pool. And it sounds quite lavish, but we have a swimming pool in the, in the yard in our South African offices. Um, and I was always banging on them, fill it in, fill it in. No one's, no one's swimming in that. Just fill it in and let's put an office on there. So when you run out of water and you need to flush toilets and things, I get it thrown back at me. It's like, luckily we had the swimming pool. <laughs> but okay, yeah. That, and that's where, you know, you're sitting here in your ivory tower, you just go, oh, you don't need a swimming pool. Yes, they do. And it's not because they need to swim, it's because they need some water. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, hopefully that's just one-way traffic, water going out to flush the toilet. It's not the other <laughs> way back in, but anyway, there you Most go. Definitely. So look, really delighted. Uh, you're back with us at Retail Risk Cape Town on the 14th of September, title sponsoring again. Um, we were there in March. We're back just six months later, which is quite unusual. But uh, you must have enjoyed the first time around that uh, that you're back with us again in the very near future. Yeah, I think it's um, it was insightful for us. Um, I think speaking to I know it was you know it's nowhere near to the size that we see in the UK because it's going to grow. I appreciate that, and uh, it was great. There was some um, listening to the retailers and being able to share our experiences was like chalk and cheese. So for me sitting there and you know, looking at what's the direction of launch and, and especially what we're going to do in South Africa and how do we align some of the national international brands, it was fantastic. Um, really was good. And I think sort of to a point we spoke about earlier, you know, they're quite tough. So they deal with very different uh, issues than we do. So when you talk about steaming in the UK, they talk about guns, you know, and you think, OK, so what do we what learnings can we take from them to issue to our UK contingent for argument's sake and vice versa? So that side of it was um, was great. And that's why I want to go back. And uh, hence why I wanted to integrate better and bring some of our learnings from the UK. And then, yeah, and being really open and honest, you know, from the exhibitor side, we've now partnered up with Smokescreen as a result of uh, meeting up out there. And we're now doing a joint venture down in uh, 
both Cape Town and Joburg. So we're operating in partnership with um, Smokescreen. So that's been fantastic for both us and for them and hopefully for our customers, joint customers. Um, so, and also we managed to recruit a new member of staff from the team. So uh, who's actively working for us now. So again, fantastic. So for us, it's been, it's been a great insight. For every type of business, the power of a data-driven security video management system designed to give you total control anywhere, anytime. 3X Logic. It's interesting, quite unusual. So typically we go to a, a location every 12 months. But mm. when Cape Town restarted uh, after a, a sort of hiatus, as a lot of things did for a few years, um, the energy was so high. Um, and I don't think we've ever been begged to come back quite so enthusiastically as we were there in in March and you guys as well. So back in September, um, everybody that was there on the day was was given the challenge to bring at least one colleague, peer or, you know, somebody they know from another retailer. Um, and it looks like they're being true to their word as well. So I think we're going to see a, a doubling in size from a delegate perspective. We've got some new vendors, maybe even another new partner opportunity for Lodge as well, who have heard good things from the retailers. They they seem, um, they're so engaged and they so want to share, but for such a challenging market, it seems unusual that they didn't know their peers in you know, neighboring retailers and they were having the conversations. They were sort of operating in silos and we've got this opportunity for them to talk about the challenges. They've all got the same challenges and it's quite useful to know what's going on and who works down the road. But it was unusual, do you not think, that they didn't have that that kind of open dialogue given the the market there? Yeah, there's the collaboration isn't like what we see over here, you know, and that's what we're really good at. You know, we're little talk. It's a, it's quite a small world, isn't it? Within even inside Europe, the same old faces come up again and again. Even me sitting here now is a prime example. And that doesn't happen down there. And Africa's obviously uh in just South Africa, but the wider Africa is such a bigger area to cover. Um, but what I found quite interesting was if we took some of the big brands that we operate with and we we service within um, Europe, they they'd never heard of us. And you think we look after most of their stores, and you just think that's just split. So although they may have the same brand above the front door, they don't operate in the same way. Um, so even having those conversations and say we look after you in Europe, and they go, oh, can you look after us here? And it's like this is fantastic. We'd love to, and we can bring our learnings across. So but they yes, they definitely don't talk, but they certainly are now. And, and then you can even back that up and say, and by the way, I happen to know the master code for the key safe as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Very true. So look, um, you're going to be taking to the stage. What can people expect from you on the day? What are you going to be talking about, sharing, other than your uh, smiling face in Cape Town in yes. uh, in September? What else is What else is going on? So I was trying to align what we were going to deliver based on what we done last uh, six months ago. Um, and one of the round tables, it was very much about they want to know what the UK is doing, um, America is doing, you know, what's going on in, in the West um, and can you bring it across here? And they were that was probably the most engaged um, the, the the retailers got. So what I try and do is is explore with them what it is that we do. So I want to teach, not teach them, that sounds really condescending, apologies. I want to go through with them what the integrated solutions are within the UK. So whether it's about DNA deployment um, mixed with smoke screens and then data intelligence led um, solutions, because it's it's not as common as it is in the UK. So we take data mining as a given, you know, every retailer data mines. Um, there they go. 
and so it'll be great to you know take them through that journey what does it look like and um, because you know because labor is still quite available it's not like the uk and europe where we struggle to get good quality officers at our, um, in all of our positions there they can so labor's still cheap and um, so there there is no push to push um, to push it into the tech world so i want to take them on that journey what's what's the roi on tech because with the ram being so cheap and um, being at a low level um, tech's obviously expensive so you know there is no incentive to move from people into the tech world which can see be seen as a positive but also there is uh, some massive wins from moving it across so it's very much about that integrated solution and what we do in the west and then taking it down to south africa yeah, I had an interesting experience in one of the shopping malls there. And at any one time, they were telling me they had a minimum of 40 guards deployed walking around. And that yeah. was great. And they were there and visible and sort of wandering by the uh, entrances and exits. But you think, but then even though there's 40 of them, they're not everywhere all of the time. And there no. was a lack of technology and there was some big high-end brands in there. And you kind of... I look at that and you're right when you compare to other parts of the world you know if it was to deploy with a mix of technology cameras whatever it might be it does seem as if there's a there's an amazing opportunity there to increase you know the the coverage the safety the experience for the brands um you know it's uh it, it is absolutely fascinating but strange experience to walk around and see that many guards i mean you know i go into my local sort of shopping mall and there might be a couple of people in a high vis looking yeah. disinterested but it's a it's a you know totally different setup but not ours are they yeah <laughs> where do you live <laughs> i'm gonna check that the, the, my local disinterested ones aren't yours they're one of your good. competitors so uh, yeah good there, there you go uh so uh, maybe i should take i'm not going to get involved in taking photos of disinterested guards on a uh, on a oh, week. we do. I think that's a no that's normal in our world. We walk past if we see them on their phone or lean on the counter. It's always take a picture and send it to the head of. Yeah, that's just normal. It's yeah. just competitive fun. There you go. So, so looking forward to South Africa. Then, obviously, we've mm. got the event. Do you see the main uh, opportunity to sort of talk about that? You know, personnel, technology mix, if you like. Is that where you see it's going? I mean, and also, again, not getting political. How do you see the you know the power and the water situation? Have you got are you optimistic that that particular hurdle is going to be overcome and things will return back yeah, to normal? No, again, yeah, electric won't change for many years, as we know. It's, it, that is what it is. You know, solar, solar, and uh, we certainly see the the a huge growth in solar. Why wouldn't we when they have so much sun? Um, so the the power is the power. The water's being sorted apparently. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm not into utilities, but, um, yeah, where's the future of South Africa? I think um, it's a lot slower to react, and that's just because of the economy and the situations out there. But they're definitely on that path. And I think if if I can say, you know, like with Pick and Pay, you know, one of the largest retailers that we work with in South Africa, they grabbed the ball by the horns. You know, we, we fit full, as we know, NSOC. We put a National Security Operations Centre in. Um, they've removed their CCP controllers from local stores and put them centrally it's data mined it's alarm activated um, behavior analytics have gone in so everything that we do in the uk is would be quite normal for a gsoc nsoc whatever you want to call it um is now being taken on board and taken by one of the largest retailers and if they're anything like what we like our uk-led um 
intensive loss prevention, etc. Once one does it, you know, they're going to go, I need that. Um, so you'll start seeing that being pulled in. And we've already had numbers of queries from some of the larger retailers to do similar similar projects. So I do think um, that that remote monitoring and remote intervention now is, is a given. That That is the way of security. Um, the nice part is, you know, there's no issues with Chinese manufacturing um, at all. And so that's big business for them out there. And that's the way they want to go. So we'll, we will certainly see a huge, we will start seeing the facial recognition, the behavioral analytics, like I say, and remote monitoring is probably the, the future of South Africa, but it will be a lot slower to a slower burn than it is in the, the UK and Europe. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, I mean, it is just a, a beautiful part of the world with some, you know, amazing retailers. And like you say, with pick and pay going down that route, then maybe that will be the, the start of a bit of a, a cascade. And you'll be spending more time there and be kept uh, even busier, Darren, than, mm. uh, than you are at the minute. Um, for now, thank you very much indeed for taking the right. time to join me. I will see you on the 14th of September at the Radisson Blue for uh, Retail Risk Cape Town. But for now, thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Paul.